when the howls of the evening find you, and the skeletons in your closet begin to shift and change, you'll know it's time for the Pike Horror Show. Hello, my name is Richard, and welcome to the Pike Horror Show, the only podcast that is adamantly against olives and anyone who eats them. This episode, I wanted to talk about something a little more topical. You know, everything's heating up outside, summer's right around the corner, and that can only mean one thing. Halloween, baby, Halloween's right around the corner. That's always my favorite thing about late May, early June, and basically Halloween. Actually, this episode isn't about Halloween the holiday, although there are interesting things to say about it. This episode is about the Halloween horror movie franchise. The first one came out in 1978, but Halloween Kills came out as recently as 2021, while its direct sequel, Halloween Ends, is set to come out this year in 2022. The franchise itself is over 40 years old, but it's still an active franchise. Sure, there's been breaks between entries and reboots and retcons, but it's staying steady. Now, if we include Halloween Ends, which is coming out later this year, there are 13 movies in the Halloween franchise. And while the longest time between releases is 9 years, the shortest turnaround is just 1 year. So if we take all of that into consideration, there was probably a Halloween movie released right when you were getting into horror movies. And maybe you didn't like Halloween, maybe it wasn't even on your radar, but that's 13 chances for somebody to get into the series. And if you ask me, that makes it one of the more inviting horror franchises. Some horror movies are old, but they might not have a bunch of sequels or reboots to get people interested. Some horror franchises like Alien may get consistent sequels, but they change genre completely. Movies like The Omen or The Exorcist or Poltergeist will just get spammed with sequels, but none of them really go anywhere. Movies like The Thing that are really great, but you have to wait 30 years to get a prequel release. Not to mention franchises that get remade and rebooted and reworked so it's impossible to follow anything. And I'm not saying the Halloween franchise doesn't have these issues, but I do think the premise and the franchise is set up in a way where these don't affect it as much. Now, I hesitate to call Halloween simple because I think that does it a disservice. I think there's a negative connotation associated with that. But more so than other horror movie franchises, you can watch Halloween and quote-unquote get it. While the motives and setup might be a little difficult to figure out, the antagonist Michael Myers is easy to understand. Now, you can certainly make the argument that there are older slasher films. Just off the top of my head, I can think of Psycho or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. With the first movie in the Halloween franchise coming out in 1978, I think it invented the slasher genre that we know today. For example, Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th series has a lot in common with Michael Myers. Jason as we know him today with the hockey mask and the machete isn't even in the first Friday the 13th movie. In the second movie, he's introduced to us as a giant, unkillable, masked killer who stalks his prey. And I know Michael Myers doesn't have the trademark on big, scary guy with a knife, but when you watch them side by side, there is a pretty clear influence. In fact, on the Wikipedia page for Friday the 13th, it even says that director Sean S. Cunningham was directly influenced by Halloween. And when you look at that inspiration a little more in depth, Halloween is a day that's associated with things being scary, and Friday the 13th is associated with things being unlucky. So a slasher movie that takes place on a day with a negative connotation. I just think that's an interesting parallel. And then from there you have more slashers, Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street, Chucky from Child's Play, Ghostface from the Scream movies, but those are all topics for another day. I'll try not to get into any spoilers, but the very basic premise of Halloween is Michael Myers is trying to get you. 
Michael Myers being a child who killed his sister before being sent away to an asylum. Years later, he's full grown, he's impossibly strong, and he escapes the asylum to return to his childhood home. From there, he's trying to kill a teenager named Laurie Strode, who is played by Jamie Lee Curtis. The whole time, Michael being pursued by his psychologist, Dr. Loomis. That's the premise for the very first Halloween movie, but from there, it gets a little complicated. Again, in total, there are 13 Halloween movies. There's Halloween, Halloween 2... Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, Halloween H2O, Halloween Resurrection, the Rob Zombie reboots titled Halloween and Halloween 2, and finally the most recent set of sequels, Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. Pretty simple, easy enough to understand, right? Wrong. There are a few things about the Halloween franchise that makes it a little weird. For example, although John Carpenter created Halloween, he only directed the first one. In fact, most directors of Halloween movies only did one, although there are a few exceptions. Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends are all directed by David Gordon Green, Rob Zombie directed both movies in his reboot series, and Rick Rosenthal directed Halloween 2 and Halloween Resurrection. And I find that one the most interesting because Halloween 2 came out in 1981 and Halloween Resurrection came out in 2002. So he directed the sequel to the original Halloween movie, there were five Halloween movies made without him, and then he came back to do Resurrection. I just think that's cool. And while John Carpenter only directed the first movie, he did come back to be an executive producer on Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends as well as composing the original soundtrack for the first movie and the most recent three. And although John Carpenter didn't work on all the Halloween movies, he did compose the Halloween theme song that was used throughout the series. Now, there are a lot of really great songs that appear in horror movies, but there's something about the Halloween theme song that is downright terrifying. It's only a couple of notes, it's relatively simple, but it feels like it's building, like it's always building this suspense. And if you can build that suspense in the intro before the movie's even started, every boring world-building scene is just going to be building on that suspense. Normally you have to hook the audience if you're sort of building to something, but you've already built that. Not to mention the song is just downright scary. Although Halloween movies have been coming out pretty consistently for the past 40 years, I don't know how common it is for people to have seen all of them. Like, I assume Halloween 2018 reached a lot of younger people and got them into the franchise, and I think a lot of people who like classic horror movies have seen the first Halloween. And I'm confident that the Rob Zombie reboot series found its audience. But if you heard this episode and wanted to just dive right in, it's, um... Not that easy. While most of the Halloween movies follow Michael Myers, Halloween 3 Season of the Witch has nothing to do with him. It's called Halloween 3, but it's not even set in the same universe. Now, if they were trying to do a horror anthology thing, I think that's cool, I think that's fine, but it is an interesting move to start with 3 when Halloween 1 and 2 were about Michael Myers. But despite that, as soon as Halloween 4, Michael Myers regains the spotlight. So besides Halloween 3, it's very easy to follow. Which is, of course, a big lie. After doing a little bit of research and piecing stuff together, I've found that there are five different timelines in the Halloween franchise. Some of them are kind of easy, like Halloween 3 is a standalone movie, so that's that's its own timeline. Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and Halloween 2 are their own independent story, but I'll try to explain the other timelines as best I can. The easiest timeline would be Halloween 1, 2, 4, 5, and 6. 
In this story, Michael Myers follows Laurie Strode in 1 and 2, and then her family in 4, 5, and 6. Halloween 1 and 2 are really solid. They're great movies. They're happening the same night. But 4, 5, and 6 are a little different. There's a different leading lady, but they lean more into a mystical explanation of Michael Myers. Honestly, it's a solid enough progression. It's definitely very 80s and 90s. But personally, my favorite thing about Michael Myers is how there's not really an explanation. It's a man who's much stronger and doesn't have the limitations of a normal person. The fear comes from seeing something you think you understand, you know, just a guy, but he doesn't behave like that. He doesn't follow the rules that you have in your mind. It's a man with a name and a backstory who is unstoppable and unkillable, and you don't know why. I always thought that was so cool and interesting and scary, and it's definitely the idea in Halloween 1 and 2, but it sort of loses that when it starts making him magic. Once they introduce this magical, mystical explanation, it's just not as fun. It takes all the speculation and suspense and just washes over it with something kinda lazy. And I definitely like magic and mystical things, but it was just so unnecessary. It never really needed the explanation, so in my opinion, 4, 5, and 6 does the first two movies in the series a disservice. It's a perfect example of how sometimes the question and the mystery is more important than the answer, or any answer at all. Another timeline is Halloween 1, Halloween 2, Halloween H2O, and then Halloween Resurrection. Realistically saying Halloween H2O doesn't make any sense because I'm pretty sure H2O stands for Halloween 20, and it's not like a mermaid spin-off movie. But at the same time, who cares? Nothing matters. Anyway, this timeline has 1 and 2, but then gets rid of 3, 4, 5, and 6, and then does a time jump 20 years. 4, 5, and 6 don't matter anymore. They got rid of the magical explanation and just go back to the roots. Jamie Lee Curtis returns as the main character. She has a new family that's not associated with 4, 5, and 6. And it shows her living her life with all the trauma of what happened in Halloween 1 and 2. I don't think it's crazy to say it's one of the best horror sequels ever made. Now, you might not think that if Halloween isn't your thing, but if you are interested in the series, this is such an amazing follow-up. It's a where-are-they-now time skip that feels very reminiscent of 1 and 2. And from H2O, the time skip sequel gets its own sequel in Halloween Resurrection. I don't have a ton to say about Resurrection, but it did come out in 2002 and is arguably one of the most early 2000s, late 90s movies that has ever been made. So the premise is Michael Myers' childhood home has been turned into an internet reality show. Which to me is like the most cheesy 90s movie premise I've ever heard. Like a bunch of 90s executives learned about the internet and were like, let's do something with that, that's what those crazy kids are up to. But even more than that, it stars Busta Rhymes. It was such a weird trend in the early 2000s to have rappers in horror movies. Not to mention Halloween H2O had LL Cool J in it, so this isn't even Halloween's first offense. So this is a little off topic, but I just did a quick Google search to see what other rappers were in early 2000s horror movies. Ice-T of Music and Law & Order SVU fame was in Leprechaun in the Hood. Snoop Doggy Dog was in a movie I've never heard of called Bones. Rapper Redman is in Seed of Chucky. And I already talked about this in an earlier episode, but Coolio, who did Gangster's Paradise, is in Dracula 3000. I got a little off topic there, but essentially Halloween Resurrection was the end of, of this timeline. The fifth and most recent timeline is actually the one that's going on right now. That timeline goes the original Halloween, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and then Halloween Ends, which is coming out later this year. Just like Halloween H2O, it retconned a lot of the stuff and then started fresh. And while H2O is technically a sequel to Halloween 2, Halloween 2018 is a sequel to the first Halloween, as if Halloween 2 never happened. 
And although it completely gets rid of H2O in the timeline, Halloween 2018 kind of borrows that idea of where are they now. This time, instead of 20 years, it's 40 years. Laurie Strode is dealing with the trauma of her past, while her family is dealing with the trauma secondhand. In a way, they inherited her fear of Michael Myers, but don't have any memories or experiences to base it off of. I'm trying very hard not to give any spoilers or talk about any specific situations in this franchise, but I really enjoy Halloween 2018. I like how it's a sequel to the older movie, everything feels very natural and comfortable, and I just think it's very cool. All in all, I think the movie is very good, it's very suspenseful, it's kind of building and building and building, but there are also these parts that are just awesome. There are these scenes that break the tension and the suspense just to remind you, this is Michael Myers. He's incredibly strong, he doesn't move like you'd expect him to, even after 40 years he's still unstoppable. Not to mention it was the first Halloween movie to come out while I was a fan. I really like the modern day sequels, but I am a little disappointed that Halloween 2 didn't make the cut. And even though Halloween 2 is technically not canon anymore, I'll still rewatch it when I'm watching Halloween movies. Which honestly isn't something I can say about most of the Halloween movies. My personal favorites are Halloween 1, Halloween 2, H2O, Halloween 2018, and Halloween Kills. But that doesn't mean I don't think the other Halloween movies have their place. Personally, I think Halloween 4, 5, and 6 are a little cheesier, a little, little campier, so they're fun to watch but might not be so innovative. I thought the Halloween movies directed by Rob Zombie tried really hard to be dark and gritty and took themselves really seriously and, and weren't that great. But at the same time, they were released in 2007 and 2009, so they serve as a great time capsule of what movies were like when I was like a dorky teenager. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, doesn't have Michael Myers or any of the storytelling elements that made me like the series so much. But at the same time, it's really boring and not fun to watch, and I don't think it's very good. Little harsher on that one, but I, I think you get my point. Anyway, I know I've been rambling and ranting and info dumping, but let me just try and summarize it. I really like the Halloween franchise, and I think it was very important and influential to horror movies that came after. I think Michael Myers is one of the best and most terrifying horror icons in any movie series. Even if you don't want to watch all 13 Halloween movies, I always recommend watching at least the first one. I think in a lot of ways it's the quintessential horror movie just by the pacing, the soundtrack, the way everything kind of plays out. In 2022 it might seem kind of cliche, but you gotta remember that's where all the cliches came from. All in all, the Halloween franchise is very important to me and I'm glad that I got a chance to talk about it. I may talk about Halloween more in the future and I'm definitely gonna talk about John Carpenter or some of his movies in the future. But hopefully you learned something or you're interested in watching one of these movies now. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, be sure to check out some older episodes and follow wherever you listen to podcasts because there's always new and exciting stuff coming out. Be sure to follow the Pike Horror Show on Twitter for any updates on new projects or anything else going on. And last but not least, be sure to follow your dreams. My name is Richard and this has been the Pike Horror Show. <laughs>